Hello there. Welcome back to MLEX's podcast. Asia-Pacific Senior Editor James Paniki is with you, and it's great to have your company again. Now, we don't usually need much of an excuse to talk about antitrust developments in Brazil, where the country's competition regulator, known by its Portuguese language acronym CADE, that's C-A-D-E, has been extremely active over past years. But it's a significant legislative change in the country that has caught our attention this week. A new law will increase the damages allowed in civil cases and will provide greater leverage to cartel victims wanting to file civil lawsuits. It's all part of Brazil's push to provide greater deterrence. Not only will the fines go up, but the law will equip potential litigants with the information they need to pursue their cases. Our Sao Paulo-based senior reporter Ana Paula Candil has been following the law's development and she joins me now. So, uh, Ana Paula, the law came into effect in November. Uh, So how is it likely to affect antitrust enforcement in Brazil? So before I properly answer this, I would just like to bring some context. First, Brazil had no standard rules for civil actions before this law. We have no body of case law on the damages subject yet. This is all very new to the courts. Now, answer to your question, there are two important sides of this law that helps balance privacy enforcement and antitrust enforcement in Brazil. Because while this bill encourages companies to report wrongdoing to the National Competition Authority, it also encourages cartel victims to seek damages in court. And why is that? So, on one side, this law has a provision that allows for double damages against defendants who don't plead guilty to the government, which ultimately stimulate them to sign leniency agreements with CADI. And on the other side, the bill helps guide courts in civil antitrust suits because the new rules unify courts' understanding of controversial issues that exist in ongoing suits. Now, the new law will likely address certain controversial issues in ongoing court cases. Can you perhaps tell us a bit about these controversial issues and how they could be affected by the new rules? Basically, we have two main issues that are controversial and that have been interfering with the process of victims getting repaid. They involve the statute of limitations to file civil actions, which involves uh, the deadline that a victim has to file a lawsuit, and who has the burden of proving the existence and the extent of the passing on of overcharges. Now, let me talk individually about these two things. First, this law gives more time for cartel victims to seek damages. Um, Before the law, courts mostly found that victims had three years to file a civil action, but they disagreed about when those three years started. Now, victims have five years to file a civil action, um, starting from the day a CADE decision on the matter is, um, is published in the country's official journal. And this is very important because the lack of clarity over the deadline has been used by cartelists to question the legitimacy of the suits. We had a decision from the Superior Court of Justice in October, right before the law took effect, finding that a civil lawsuit against a huge emblematic orange cartel is time-buried, Um, The court considered that the victim should have filed its suit within three years from the date the cartel began. Now, it could be that the court will uh, want to review its understanding in future cases to give victims more time to file their suits and follow applicable legislation, but we don't know that yet. 
Secondly, this bill puts an end to another controversy that has to do with the passing on defense. Before the new law, defendants argued that buyers of the overpriced products didn't suffer any damages because they passed on the price surcharge to their customers, which brought many challenges for, for the victims to prove to what extent cost increases were passed on to customers. Uh, you know, victims usually don't have access to documents and evidence on, on the cartel investigations to build their cases in court. Um, under the new law, judges can no longer presume that victims fully passed on cost increases and uh, the burden of proving that they passed um, the, the, the cost increases lies with the cartelists. It's just like in the European Union. Now, one of the benefits of such a law uh, may take some time to actually reveal itself, right? Uh, I mean, uh, we're talking about the provision here that establishes a doubling of damages if the cartelists uh, don't settle the antitrust probes with Kaje. So this amounts to a, a serious increase in penalties. How important is that provision and when can we expect enforcement of these specific rules to, to begin? Yes, that's true. Um, this double damages provision may not be immediately applied to ongoing civil lawsuits because it's considered part of what we call here a law of material nature, which is pretty much a set of norms that assigns rights to individuals, deals with the, the relationships between the parties, and it can only be applied in future cases. But the other rules I was talking about involving the deadline to file civil actions and the passing on defense can legally be applied immediately, which helps a lot. See, Brazil is still baby-stepping on this and not being able to immediately apply double damages isn't really a big issue. What I mean is that we have biggest issues now, um, which are the ongoing suits, and if victims can get repaid anything on those suits, that would already be a victory. Um, but if I had to guess, I would say we won't have the double damages provision being applied in the next, say, five to ten years, because that would involve a cartel occurring after the law took effect, so after November 17. Um, it would also involve Kaji acknowledging the cartel existence, opening an investigation and finding the defendants guilty, and that takes time. Now, Ana Paula, as you mentioned in passing before, cartel victims need to have a considerable amount of detailed information about the cartel if they are to demonstrate the extent to which they may have been damaged, and they need to obviously prove all of that uh, to the satisfaction of a judge. How has the Brazilian Competition Authority been helping victims to obtain the information that they need for that, uh, for those lawsuits, that court action. That's an interesting question because, in general, Kaja has not been helping victims at all to obtain access to information they need to build their cases in court. Kaji has denied access to, to that information. Cartelists are the ones who have access to confidential information about these investigations, uh, which involves documents and data that they handed over to the authority in their settlement agreements. The victims, however, are in the dark. Usually they are denied um, access to such information. But in a recent ruling from November involving a silicate cartel, a tribunal counselor who oversaw the case disclosed in his vote a list with over 300 companies that bought overpriced products. Um, he also disclosed, uh, which is very unusual, details on how the cartel operated, the volume of the products involved, discussions about each of the clients the cartelists had during their meetings. 
um, and evidence obtained in down rates at companies' headquarters. Um, if the tribunal continues to disclose this information in their rulings, it will be very helpful to victims. The new law helps a bit on that too because it establishes that a final decision by Kaji finding members of a cartel guilty is sufficient grounds for courts to recognize that a cartel really existed and to order the cartelists to repay the victims. But you still have the problem of quantifying the damage. Now, a provision of the bill that would oblige cartelists that settle their cases with Kaji to negotiate repayment of damages through arbitration was in fact vetoed by then-President Jair Bolsonaro, who, of course, is no longer in office at the moment. Um, Now, that provision went back to Congress for new voting. Uh, What are the pros and cons of having arbitration included in Kaje's settlement agreements? That part of the bill could make those who cooperate with the government feel that they have been put in a worse position compared to those who didn't cooperate with the investigations. Um, It would help cartel victims, though, um, because arbitration could be a way of them getting repaid quickly. But as you said, that particular provision went back to Congress for voting, and we got to wait and see what happens. Ana Paula, thank you for this and all of the work that you and your colleague uh, Paula Marianne have done for us over the course of this year. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, James. Ana Paula Candil is an MLEX Latin America senior reporter based in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And her analysis of the country's new legislation that's likely to assist those bringing civil antitrust lawsuits is online and ready for you to read and enjoy. You can find it at the usual place, mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X marketinsight.com. There's a tab there called News Hub. Click on that for all of the very best of MLEX's reporting and analysis. Our subscribers, of course, have full access to the portfolio of work on the development of this legislation with entries that go back as far as 2014. So plenty of reading for anyone who needs to catch up on this story. Alas, that's all we have time for today and indeed for this year. The podcast will be taking a bit of a break, but we're hoping to be back in the new year with a series of programs designed to talk about the year ahead for our reporters around the globe. So it'll be compulsory listening for anyone with an interest in regulatory affairs who may be trying to chart out 2023. I hope you can join me then. The MLEX podcast is produced and presented by me, James Panicki. It's published with the assistance of MLEX's award-winning marketing team in London, and our executive producer is Richard Thompson. From everyone here at MLEX and LexisNexis, thank you for your company today and throughout the year, the best wishes from all of us for 2023. Bye for now.